Welcome to Mother Up. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. This motherhood thing is hard, especially balancing being a mom while still trying to be you. We find it crazy that after only a six-week consult with your doc, you're basically hung out to dry and have to figure out this tiny human and this new version of you practically alone. There are so many demands for taking care of a baby, but taking care of yourself is essential and sometimes falls by the wayside. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. So you may be feeling down, but we're here to help you mother up because no one's tougher than a mother. We're using our firsthand experiences and our connections to experts across the country to bring you ways to feel confident, beautiful, and still vulnerable. And listen, we're new to the game, so we'll be learning right along with you. So pour that coffee. Or mimosa. We won't tell. It's time to to mother mother up. up. Hello. Hello, friend. How's it going? I'm great. I'm fantastic. Good. Today is going to be a very interesting episode. I think so. I think it'll have- Very dynamic. Some ups and downs and twists and turns. Well, the funniest thing was Gianna and I were chatting before we started this episode and everyone's like, what's that about? So we were talking before this episode and G was like, I think this can actually be two episodes. We're going to try to cram it into one and then if the two-part, second part of the two-part series needs another episode, we will get an expert in because I think that might be really interesting to find a psychologist with actual scientific knowledge. Well, because it's like two topics, but how do you talk about one without talking about the other, basically? You cannot. Right. So today we are talking about Drum roll, please. Friendships. So it may not seem like a big thing, like not something totally taboo and crazy and wild and out there, but it is very foundational to our human being, like our life experience, and especially Mm -hmm. when you become a mom. It's a whole different layer. A whole different layer. A whole Mm -hmm. different layer. It can really contribute to happiness so much, which I know Casey's going to share some stats with us. But like, if you think right. about, it, I mean, d- did we not go through basically two years after COVID of everyone talking about how friendships took a hit and relationships took a hit, and because of that, a result was that happiness and well-being and mental health took a massive, massive hit. Well, that's one of the biggest factors that you see in like every article you pull up with the research about friendships post 2020. It's night and day. I mean, it's so much different. And I don't know how much of that I always say all the time. Like I was in a hotel the other day and I was thanking the bellman for helping me bring my bags down. And he's like, oh my God, you're so nice. And I was like, I'm not nice. (laughs) Like I am a courteous person. Like this is, I have good manners. Like someone shouldn't like bend over backwards giving you a compliment because you say please and thank you and you're courteous and kind. And I think that's a thing we lost during COVID. It really has, right. It's become not as norm as I think it was because we were basically Mm -hmm. all told to like shudder away from other humans because they could kill you pretty much. Correct. So that certainly took a number on it. But um, it's it's really important in this phase of our life to not only as adults as we take on like new responsibilities in our own life and like becoming an adult, which I think is so freaking weird. Pause on that for one second. So we, my husband does business with like, you know, just like fancy business business people, as I'm sure a lot of other people do. But to me, it still feels so weird. And he was like, okay, like they're going to, he and his wife are going to come over. We're going to host them for this brunch. So like, can you get some things together? And I'm like, 
Wait, at like my house we're doing that? Don't oh, so like my parents don't like set this up. Like it doesn't <laughs> doesn't it feel weird when you do that You're stuff like, sometimes? Oh, I'm the mom. Right. It's me. I'm the person that has to set this up. Yeah. But, which don't get me wrong, I think it's so fun. And I, I pull on my inner Casey McDonald to like set the nice spread and do all of that. But it's like there's so many times in life where Mark and I look at each other all the time and are like, dude, we have kids. Here, you <laughs> like, know what? So yeah, weird. like, dude, what? Like, we made a human. Just a total aside, I think a huge hack to being able to host quickly and efficiently and wow people is having all of your entertaining stuff in one right spot stuff. in your home if you can. And don't discount the importance of paper products. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you go to the grocery store after Christmas and they have like the cutest Christmas cocktail oh, napkins goods. on sale or home goods, they have the cutest little cocktail plates. Um, ha- g- just grab those. Yeah. And like, that's such a cute thing to elevate anything. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever like so you're having people over let's say they're coming over like before valentine's day or like before spring you have like the cute vintage easter bunny yeah it's like that's like so elevated or like a little doily and they're honestly Don't home goods on ones doily. are they're cheap and they're beautiful they're different than they what are. you would get at like they're not tacky targets are expensive grocery stores are not cute so home goods is your place but mm-hmm. back to, to, to back on track to rain in our squirreling Ooh, that was really early in the episode. Four minutes in. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't had a solo episode in a while. So right, we're this it is, out now. I've been rapid firing texting you for two weeks of like solo <laughs> topics I wanted to talk about. So yeah, being an adult, obviously having friendships and having people to lean on during those times of transitions is really important. And then becoming a mom, holy heck. And like talking about the isolation of COVID, like isn't motherhood kind of that because you really don't want people around the newborn that much in the beginning. You really don't even know how to get the hell out of the house in the beginning. So you are kind of isolated. You're sleep deprived. There's all these things. And it's like almost when it's too late, you pick your head up and you're like, shoot, I've like lost touch with so many people. I have 78 text messages that I need to get back to. I have no plan. Like I couldn't even tell you how to get a girl's dinner together if my life depended on it, but I am yearning for that type of connection. And Mm-hmm. That was certainly me for the last few years. And we a lot of it was because we were traveling around. And so I wasn't really mm-hmm. in a place where I had the connections, but um, at least in a physical sense, I think, you know, thank God for social media and for texting and for phone calls and stuff. You can still t- stay in right. touch with people. But as far as like picking up my baby and bringing them to a park and having somebody to sit and play with and just go over the mom stuff, that was hard and I was so ready to find a community and that's why I love what you said in the one episode you were like you like swan dove into Naples and just made a ton of friends and it was because I was so ready for it I I mm-hmm. I'm there I'm yeah, so there you're ready you're ready and yeah. I think this episode's gonna be really good for you and I hope for some of our listeners too and I know I can always grow in ways um of, you know around how to be a good friend and and mm-hmm. to to make the most of these friendships so we have a couple things we want to touch on today. Uh, let me see here. Okay, so first is self-diagnosis. Self-diagnosis. What kind of friend do we think we each are? Then, Because there's there's categories to this. There are multiple categories of friends. Um, and then when we were talking about that, there are two topics, whether this was going to be one or two episodes. You can't have friends without having some type of drama and gossip. It's just like the nature I think of, of humans. I don't think all of it's negative, but we'll get to that. 
Um, then other challenges that that there can be with making mom friends, it's basically like blind dating and, you know, that's never fun. So we'll talk about that. Um, and then we have some listener questions um, that we will get into. So self-diagnosis. Casey, do you want to go first? Yeah, I. it's funny. I'm finding like all these quizzes online, which is so cool of of actually figuring out what kind of friend you are. So I think it'd be interesting for both you and I to take Ooh, that. But love it. Okay, go ahead. The categories Gianna has are going out friends, venting friends, mm-hmm. call text once every three, three weeks, but love you so much, text every three months, and we are fine with that, energy replenishers through thick and thin friends. Mm-hmm. So- there's like so many I, others too, but that's just like really yeah. the ones that come to mind. I think for me, I am a text every three months and you're fine with, but I love you so much mm-hmm. through thick and thin. Like I will be on a plane for you, yeah. but I am so scatterbrained. Um, I like to think I'm an energy replenisher. I'm also the friend like where you see the meme that's like two Delulu people like the friends telling you some ridiculous story and you're like, yeah, you get them. Like, you're so <laughs> right. Like I will be your hype man for sure. And um, yeah, I think I'm a combo. I think I'm like the aloof one that you can text whenever and I'm always going to be there for you, but that doesn't work for everybody. And that has not worked for me throughout my 33 years of life. Yes. And I've lost friends because of that. But And I say that's just how I am and maybe that's an excuse and maybe that's a cop out, but that's where I live right now at this point in my life. And I apologize. You bring up a really good point though. I think so much of it is being able to understand. It's it's kind of like a love language, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand how each person communicates and receives love to know how yes. to be around them. You have to know how your friends operate because I, I know that people can get offended and I know that, you know, I probably have sometimes in the past, but I felt like I very quickly understood about you that I may not hear from you for X amount of months. Now I hear from you every hour and I kind of wish sometimes we could go back to a couple. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you also know if you text me and I don't respond, I am not ignoring you. That is the furthest thing from what is happening. When I do get you, and I feel like I remember saying this to Mark very vividly one time, like, because he's... I think he he was even confused by it one time. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, you and Casey haven't talked for months. And then now all of a sudden you talked for like three days straight. And then we would go for like another few months of not talking. Yeah. He's like, like, are you okay with that? That like she just kind of like pops back into your life and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, because I am the same to her or I am like that with other friends because I know that it's not a matter of like I have stopped thinking about you and I don't love you and I don't want to be your friend anymore. Right. I just know that that's how that person is able to make it work that like whenever some friends need more sunshine and water and fertilizer. I, I, to me, it was more about what I was getting from you when you were in front of me. And that's what I said to him. I'm like, when, when we're in front of each other, it's great. And that's all I need to know. And like that connection, it like is enough to like be able to withstand the, the time apart. But I think it can be really difficult. And I'd be interested if you're willing to share, like if there have been people that have found that very difficult to understand about you and have like pushed back on you for it. There have been. And, um, and I've gotten, you know, throughout the years, like in college, I would get it. Like when I first started working in TV, when I was working, you know, Mm 3am to noon every day. And it's like, I'm going to sleep at weird hours. I'm trying to have a social life. I'm exhausted. Like I'm prepping for work. So it's, it's definitely a weird industry that I'm in. And you understand that too. Um, 
I would get I used, people like I used to actually set your text tone to something different so that when you would so text you me at four me. in the morning, I knew that like something wasn't on fire. I knew it was just Casey texting me because she woke up and I knew I could sleep and through. And I, I had time to like respond yeah, to everything. Right. So at I that knew point I could just morning. sleep through and I didn't have to check the texts. <laughs> I would like text in between my traffic hits, yeah. which was like every 15 minutes um, for an hour. But like I've had friends that would be like, Do you even care about me? Mm-hmm. Like I'd never hear from you. Or like, Do you still love me? And like when I get a text that says, like, Do you still love me? And I know it's from like a more serious friend that actually means it, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I have severe anxiety at this point mm-hmm. in time and I, I am such a people pleaser and I want everybody to be happy. So if somebody texts me that I feel terrible and I try to justify why it's my fault and it is hard because I know it's not nice to not answer people back, but sometimes I really don't see it. Yeah. And I'm trying to just be so present with Jack right. and like so present with Eric and, and really focus on my family. And, um, it's hard with all like, Back in the olden days, you'd see somebody at the market and that would be it. And then when you're home with your family, you're home with your family. Yeah. So now it's very different. Yeah, that's true. Like you don't text people while you're while you're doing bedtime or dinner time. Mm-hmm. So, and they could be gone with the wind by the time you text them at 8 p.m. Yeah. Is it hard for you when you meet people who have a different, I, you know, we were saying love language. I don't know what we want to call this, but like, like friend yeah. language, basically. Is it hard for you when you meet people that's like, okay, this person, they're apparently going to need a little bit more for me than I'm not willing to give. Like, do you have to have conversations with them? Or like, maybe you Whoops. haven't really got to that point because you said you're you're kind of at the point where you just want to start making these new mom friendships. Like, I wonder how you're going to navigate that. Well, with baseball, it's hard. Yeah. Because you literally have scheduled play dates yeah, with other adults. True. Every single night for four hours. Like every single night at 6.30, I know I'm going to see all the girls. We're going to be sitting in the same seats. There's nothing to do but watch the game and chat and talk and and blah, blah, blah. So not being in baseball is weird for me because even in your life, like you'll see a mom like at drop-off, at pickup, at, you know, drop-off and pickup at dance class Mm -hmm. or whatever. But like you're not really like scheduled event logging time with them unless there's a birthday party or a function. Mm-hmm. It's not every day of the week. Yeah, that's true. Like it was like you we went were flying together. Regimented. We were going to hotels yeah. together. Yes. Yes. So that's like where I like, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like you shit where you eat, mm-hmm. you know, like you're in baseball. Like these are your friends. This is where you live. This is where you go. And this is where you're going to be on Saturday in sat like in three months from now on a Saturday. That's so- where I think you're going to do so well. Once you do make that group of mom <laughs> friends that you're going to be like I did where you're just like, let's freaking go. I'm creating. Yeah. Here's like, I, I've literally sent me, there's a group of 10 of us that are on a big group chat here. And I, one day was like, okay, I'm not going to fire off a million text messages. I'm just going to send the longest text message known to man. Yeah. And I had it like sectioned off in bullet points and all these different events that were being planned. And like, here's the date and time and here's this, and here's the link to this thing to get tickets and da, 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 da. And I was a little hesitant in doing it because I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm still kind of the new girl. I don't know if they're going to be like, it's hard. Right, you have so much slow anxiety. Slow down. Like, this is too yes. much for us. You're coming in way too hot. The amount of people that not only responded with, like, oh my God, thank you so much for doing this. This is so great. But then also side texted me privately and said, the one was a really sweet message. She was like, you give 110% as a friend, and it is so beautiful to see. And everybody was like, just thank you so much for doing this. And this is really great. I love like all these events and blah, blah, blah. And I think what I've learned as moms is that like sometimes people really just need that like champion to just go and get it started. 
Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, when there's not that set regimented time to like have, okay, we all know we're going to this baseball yeah. game. Like that's why I think yeah. you're going to be good. Cause you're so good at like themes and planning and parties and da da da. And like, if you find yourself a group that you can feel comfortable just ripping off the bandaid and being like, okay, girls, I'm going to have everybody over and invite you to this. Oh, I love that. I yeah. think you are going to flourish. I think they are going to flock to it. And you know, that's something that's really hard. I, I don't like discount the anxiety that comes with that. I think I've mm-hmm. just gotten to a point in my life that I'm like, okay, if it doesn't work and they're all like bothered by this, like, sure, I'm going to have probably a few moments where I call you and I'm like, case it like totally backfired. They like are like so not okay with the stuff that I tried to plan or whatever. And right. this is causing drama. And then now they're gossiping about me. And that's, I'm taking that really hard, but then it's like, okay, you tried it, you collect yourself, you pick up and you move on. Like, I just am kind of in this place of like, you got to put yourself out there. You got to yes. put yourself that, and out it there is, to get what you want. I have three questions for you. So number one is how intimidating was it? Like how tight knit is this group of girls when you moved into town? Or like, how did you break into that group? So they were all kind of tangentially friends. And then it's you're the seemed, glue guy. It seemed like no, I, I wouldn't say that, even though it is really sweet. One of them did call me the glue, but um it it seemed like it I just kind of came in at the right time. Like I think yeah. it's been like the this like nebulous that's been like forming for years. And then like right. soon as the hard shell just got in, I was like, oh, let me into it. Like I just kind of caught on to it right there at the end. Um is there drama in this group? No. Like scary. No, yeah, like yeah. scary, no drama because I'm like, when is it? But does everyone in this group have their own thing going okay, on? Okay, I will say we did hit. Like I've did, met Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We did hit, we did hit one piece of drama, but I will say like, I was like so impressed with how everyone handled it. And yeah. I like made sure that we even acknowledged that once there was basically this event that we weren't sure if we were going to go because there was some outside drama going on with the event. Mm-hmm. And we're like, is this appropriate for us to show our support of this? Right. And we had all talked about it within the group. And then people had called me separately. And then I reached out to other people who I thought had more kind of dog in the fight type of thing to really get right. their experience. And then I, I really think it was one of those things where everybody was like, like I'm, I'm fine with whatever anybody else wants to do. Yeah. Everybody was so sweet and not wanting to like cause problems. Yeah, that I kind of was just like, listen, I've talked to you each individually, and you've all said yes. So right. I know you're probably nervous to say yes because you don't know if everybody else thinks yes, but I can tell you right. that they all did say yes. Everyone thinks yes. <laughs> yeah. If but you I was though really, are, I was really impressed with how everybody handled it, and I think that's the kind of thing too where like we are we're all adults now. And like, that's the well, thing. It when sounds you- like you found a group of a, a very mature, very confident, very secure in their own skin. Yeah. I think women. Right. And it's like, like attract, like, like attracts, like, or yeah. whatever that saying mm-hmm. is, you know, it's like you find yourself people that are, I, I, to me, I think that's almost like the bigger thing of like where somebody mm-hmm. is mentally than where they are in any other way. Like if, if, you know, right. they like, knitting and you really don't but like they're just so on your same wavelength then like I'm ready for the world to end and you're like case chill out. Like, <laughs> right. I mean I'm a prepper and you're like uh, I'm gonna go get some sun <laughs> here's my last question though on that tangent for you if there is drama maybe it's one-on-one maybe it's a group of friends maybe you hear somebody's talking about you how do you tackle it what is your 
What is Gianna's playbook? I am a head-on person. I think that I totally changed as a friend once my dad passed away Mm -hmm. because, uh, first of all, I started having thousands of dollars worth of therapy, so that certainly helps, and I don't discount that. But I also just realized that, like, the stuff that people get mad about is just so not worth that energy. Like, there's just not as much time to waste for that in a Mm -hmm. a literal sense of, like, time as our lives as humans on Earth, but also in the sense of, like, I just – it's just, like, that's pulling pulling effort that I don't have out. So I don't want to do the back and forth. I don't want to do the the whatever. Like – there were people that I cut out of my life after that because I was just like the, the little things that we're bickering about or the things that are important to you because I said or didn't say or helped or didn't help. Like that's, we're just going to have to respectfully part ways. I will never be in a position where you will see me out and I will completely ignore you or talk poorly of you. I will just decide and I won't do it like, I, you know, I'm not going to make a scene. Like I'll just hi how are you okay great and like that that's Mm -hmm. it we can move on and do our own thing um but I think head on there have been people that I've I could sense are pulling away from me or something's off or they're not talking to me right and you know things are really hard to decode in text messages as it is but I've right said hey um something seems not the same here like do we need to talk about something did I do something to offend you can we like just get to the root of like what the issue is um I feel, and you know, I think it's, I'm making it sound like it's easier than it is. It's really hard. And like that in no, itself it's still can hard. be a week of anxiety and, 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 you know, taking over my mind and me dissecting text messages and calls and social media posts. But it, that's only a week. It's not a month. It's not six months. It's not a year. Um, right. to just take things head on. And I think once you have children, I know personally from, from my own experience that once you have children, once you're married and once you have children, it really like takes it over the top. I, I have bigger things in my life and I have things that aren't going anywhere. And I have things that bring me joy all day long. Like Jack fills my cup all day long. Yeah. So my husband spoke to uh, a mental skills coach who he actually um, is doing a business venture with now. And he works with an MLB and he says, there are people in your life that are either drains or they are like fountains or waterfalls. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at everything, you know, really matter of fact and say, who's filling up my cup and who's, who's draining Mm me? Who am I just putting water, water, water? Who am I just throwing energy, energy, energy into? And I get nothing back. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people have relationships like that. And I'm, and I'm sure it's really hard for a lot of people to, have the courage to listen to their inner voice, to give that light and give that space and then to act on it. So here's what I'm a little worried about with you is that you have been transient for so long and that it's always kind of like, okay, well, like if it doesn't work here, (laughs) then I'm just a rambling man. It'll work on the next one. Yeah, basically (laughs) that exactly what you said, like that little unit that you have, like Eric is the love of your life. Jack is the love of your life. You're so close with your sister and your brother and your mom and dad. Like, Mm -hmm. That fills up so much of your cup. It's very easy for me to snap into like, I'm good. Yes. I've got everything I need. And that's not true. Yes. Like you need friends. Yes. You need friends. And I have you and I have my best friend, Tyler, and I have my cousin, Adrian. You know, yes. I have great, great, great friends. So uh, Kelly, you know, it's. I know. I want you to be more open and like, and, and the biggest thing I wanted to say, and I want to make sure we hit on this a couple times in this episode is like. Finding friends is like finding a husband or finding a spouse. 
let me take it one step further. Blind dating. Finding friends whose spouse, your oh. spouse, likes. Mm-hmm. No, he's door. <laughs> he's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can be it, it can be hard, but you know, you got to you got to kiss a couple frogs. You got to, yeah. you know, and and because I didn't find this group right away. I know it sounds like I did, but I, I didn't. And you know, I've gone to um, Yes, in my mind, you like opened the sliding oh, opened door, door to your back and patio like, you and guys. they were all like sitting on your back deck <laughs> with champagne being like, "Welcome." And I'm like <laughs> No, I mean, oh. I like I I there's music classes that I've gone to and I'm like, okay, like these friends are nice, but like, they're not, there's just, there's something just not the grinds, the, the gears just aren't like clicking into the, into the, the music spot. class moms that I met struck me as like two lackadaisical. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the setting. Like, I don't know if it was music class paired with a brunch after, like would these bitches come out full force and you'd be like, oh, that's my girl. But like, you know, is, is music class not the thing for that so like I do think that music class is a good place to go and like figure out someone's vibe but Jack was crying and I wanted to cry music class was extremely overstimulating and like kind of dirty yeah I think it needs to take the next step I think you and you don't need to commit to a dinner you don't need to commit to like a whole thing I think I think also with the kids could be difficult, but you know, you could say, Hey, do you want to just grab a coffee the next but class here's or the get other one thing. before? And then that way there's like an end date to it, right? Or like an end time. Music class starts but, at 10. Ask the girl, do you want to meet at 9.15 next week? We'll get a coffee and then we'll bring the kids over that way. Like you're not stuck in long, awkward conversation. There's not like a whole thing to it. But my husband's from here. Like he grew up here. So I'm not going to like meet a friend at the grocery store and he's going to be like, oh, I never heard of her. Like never met her husband before. Like, so he probably knows everybody. So like our friend group here. You're surmising. It's his friend group. You're doing that thing that you do. You're catastrophizing. I don't want to make any more friends. (laughs) (sighs) See, didn't I say this was going to (laughs) happen? That you sit there and you're like, I want friends. I want to have a group. I want to do the things. And we are like 25 minutes in, you're back on it. You're like, now. A lot of our friends just live in Miami or like Boca and Palm Beach, which is like 45 minutes away. Yeah. So, or a lot of our friends play baseball and they're gone now. Yeah, and that takes too much time to plan something. Like you need people that you can be like, hey, we're taking the kids to the park. Meet us there if you have time. Yes. That's. Oh God, that gives me so much anxiety. No, but that's what it's about. When someone texts me and they're like, hey, you want to run? I'm like, no, first of all, I don't run and I'm not like leaving my house in three minutes. I cannot do that. I need time. I need preparedness. I need to plan. I am not spontaneous. Was, I am not spontaneous. Was there a um, was there a, a quiz or something that you wanted to do, or you were just saying that you saw one? No, I texted it to oh, you. you did. It's it is a. All right. It says, "What kind of friend are you?" Oh, we'll have to put this in the show notes. Do you want to take the test live? Let's see. Sure. Okay. At school, you spent most of your lunch times helping others with their work, at the chip shop with your friends, having a laugh with your gang, in deep conversation with your best friend. Having a laugh. Yeah, probably that one. I mean, I was the door. I was at like the loser table though. What do you talk about with your friends? Work, love lives, personal projects, or ideas? Hmm. Love lives. I mean, before I was married, it was love lives. It was always love lives. You were always trying to figure out like what everyone was going yeah, on. Yeah, but now now yeah I'd say 
ideas for me. Yeah, I'd say personal projects. I consider my children a personal project. <laughs> yeah. But see, I don't like talking about the podcast with people. I don't li- like when people are like, oh, tell me about your podcast. Like, I don't like, I don't like like tooting my own horn. Like, I don't like selling what I'm, I don't like selling what I'm selling. Yeah, no, but I think people it's are weird. interested in it. People are like, oh, how does the podcast thing work? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but oh, here. Or, or just You're- like, you know, what topics are we talking about? Who do we have? Who do we have coming on? Stuff like that. Um, but I talk, I mean, you know, I, I volunteer at the hospice organization. I talk about that. I just personal projects. I don't know. What am I working on around the house that week? Like just no, whatever is that. like my like, yeah, that's probably, you do more of that than you think, I think. Your best friend is emigrating. This is also a UK site. So it says emigrating. Oh. You'll be losing the key to your social life, your right arm, the person who keeps you grounded or the person you confide in. Like all of those things, except for the key to my social life, because she doesn't live here, but she is my right arm. But she also yeah. keeps me grounded and she also is who, is who I But she's not dead. She's just moving somewhere. Right. So imagine if like your best friend in your group moves. Okay. What are you losing? Hmm. Maybe the person you confide in, because like if they're not in the mix of everything, I'd say the person who keeps know. me grounded, because the person I'm thinking of just like makes me feel very calm when she's around. That's good. Your friend has done something you don't like. You stop calling them, let it go, tell them you're not happy with them, or ask them to explain why they did it. Ask them to explain why they did it. Yep. Me too. You're spending a weekend with your friends. This means a visit to the theater or music festival, going to the coolest bars in town, going to a house in the country and cooking a big feast, <laughs> talking late into the night with a little B&B in the countryside. I, Ooh, that one's me. I know. I was going to say, I know what yours is. That one's me for sure. You're doing this with me, right? Yeah, I'm doing my own responses though. Are you doing yours? Yeah, because yeah, I want to on the phone. I want to see, yeah, how our answers differ. I'm going to the coolest bars in town, or a one visit, of your friends has a visit to the theater or music festival. Oh, I know. I'm sitting with alcohol okay. in the woods. Uh, one of your friends hasn't called. Some things don't change. That's what I've been doing since I was a teenager. One of your friends hasn't called you in a couple months. You don't really worry about it. No, this couldn't happen. You're in touch with your friends every day. Give her a ring to see what happened. Assume she has her reasons. She'll be in touch eventually. I think D is me. Yeah, I feel like this is a. It's weird how they phrased it because everything's like the same. Yeah, I would say like assume she has her reasons, but then call her because I'm thinking about her. But like that's yeah. what I do. Like I, I, oh my god, I think also just like a very simple text of like, hey, thinking about you. Hope everything's great. Love you. Yes, I think that goes. I, yes, I'm. I'm a. I'm a proponent of that because even that in itself of like, oh, the catch up call. This is I've talked to them in so long. This is going to be at least an hour. I don't have yes. time for that. Correct. So yes. it's like I just want to let you know I Especially love you. If they don't have you. kids, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say give her a ring to see what happened. I think if it's like okay, you've you hasn't called you or responded to your text messages in months, then I'm then I'm calling. Then something. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say give her a ring too because I I feel the same way. Okay. All right, you haven't seen your friend much since she started going out with someone new. You think it's understandable. She's got far more interesting things to do. You're disappointed. You wish she would spend some time with you. You're pleased for your friend, but you miss her. You don't mind. You're glad things are going well. I feel like C. Yeah, pleased but miss her. Yeah, don't be a freak. Uh, if you wanted to date her, you should have dated her. What do you and your friends have in common? Hobbies, practically everything, sense of humor, your worldview. I think for me, sense of humor is the biggest thing. I don't care what you do, what your hobbies are. If we can like banter it up, then like that's the the best. Yeah, I like that. I would say worldview too for me, but that's probably a second to sense of humor. Which of the following would you <laughs> Listen, most like if to you be and I with? had? If 
that was the most important thing, then you and I would not be on this podcast because how many times have I rolled my eyes into the back of my head because of something you've said about your worldview on this podcast? 100% of the time. 1,000% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. That's It doesn't define us. Right. That's right. So yeah, so sense of humor, it does make, <laughs> is the correct answer. Which of the following would you most like to be friends with? Someone dramatic and entertaining, right. fun and humorous, sporty and adventurous, or a great host and cook? Mm. I feel like fun and humorous. Yeah, same. Because you can get food anywhere. You don't have to just go to somebody's house. And I'm the great host. Of right. You are that person. So <laughs> I don't I don't need any competition. <laughs> this kitchen ain't big enough for two of us. If you have one fault as a friend, it is that you don't always believe your group are real friends. You're a bit nosy. You always expect your friend to be in a good mood or you are not always around when your friends need you. Hmm. I think I'd have to be I'd, – I'd have to – I'm going to be very, like, I'm going to just say it. I, I think I'm a bit nosy because I think I'm just, like, I'm just a curious person. I'm a very open person. Like, I wear myself on my sleeve that, like, when somebody kind of buttons it up sometimes, I'm like, oh, what? Oh, okay. Like, I, I want to know, like I'm, – I'm struggling with doing the, like, I'm not always around when your friends need you because I have had people say – Oh, I didn't reach out because you're so busy. Yeah. Or like, I know how busy you are. Yeah. So I didn't like ask you. I feel like that's you. All right. Finish test. The results are. You are selective about making friends. Is that not perfection? (laughs) What's yours? Is that not what you are? And mine is you are part of a clique. Oh my God, are you a mean girl? No, it's just like, I feel like that literally just summed up the whole first half of the episode. Of the episode. We'll put this link. It's from psych, uh, psychologies.com. Here, I'll, re- I'll read my little uh, excerpt or description Blurb. of it. Yeah, and then you read okay. it. So my, my result is you are part of a clique. Friendships are what make life so enjoyable. The friends you've got are often people you have known for a long time and who have stuck with you through thick and thin. You form a lo- loyal little gang who protect each other and care for each other. You can be frank with each other and you know how to pull together during difficult times. Your friends keep you grounded and you're never bored when they're around. They are affectionate and fun and there is a positive energy in the air when you spend time together. You all understand that it's the quality of time you spend together, not the quantity, 100%. Uh, You enjoy meeting up and look forward to when the occasion arises. You prepare for it in almost ritualistic manner. Yes, as I said, I sent that really long text with all our dates. Each member of the group with their own important role, you gel together because of mutual respect for your loyal, warm second family. Friendship is precious to you and a vital part of your journey through life. You know that it is something to be shared and that you must cultivate your friendships with love. Yes, 100%. That's exactly how I feel about it. This was a great quiz case. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So mine says a good friendship is something rare and special. You are quite selective about your friends you make because you believe it is better to have one really good friend than lots of acquaintances. I totally believe that's too exhausting to keep all those people happy. You feel you need to respect someone before you can become friends with them. If you respect them, you automatically want to get to know them better, find out what's important to them and then make them and makes them tick. Once you become friends with someone, it's usually a close relationship, however long it lasts. At the same time, you don't like to stifle the friendship by placing too many constraints on it. So true. On the contrary, distance and time spent away from friends doesn't change how you feel about them. A hundred percent. Like I can pick up the phone and call anybody and like start. I mean, that's what happened with us. Yeah. Um, if anything, it reinforces your desire to see them again and means you look forward to their company even more. Mm-hmm. You are quite proud of this and it makes it difficult to be open about personal problems. 
You would rather confide in one good friend than tell the whole world about it. As far as you're concerned, it is perfectly possible for two people to be good friends and yet also follow their own separate paths in life. I think that explains you to a T. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. That was great. That's so great. Yeah, we'll post that in the show notes and then um, also on social a week that this episode. Yeah, I'll put that on my story too. Yeah, Yeah, publish this. I think that's a great. That's going to be really, really fun to say what everybody has. Um. Do you want to go into some stats on friendship now, yes. or what do you want to transition to? I would to? love that. Share. Okay. Share your stats, news girl. Okay. News lady. I have some some stats. Um, Americans have far fewer close friends than 30 years ago, according to the Survey Center on American Life. 13% of U.S. adults say that they have 10 or more close friends. You guys are smoking crack. Compared with 33% <laughs> of those surveyed in 1990. COVID, one potential reason for this change, about 8% said they had no close friends, which contributes to the epidemic of loneliness. So you had like the Surgeon General talking about it. By Okay, so here's another common thing that I want to bring up. Um, let me find this article. So psychologists say gossiping is a social skill. Gossip is actually one of the social forces that brings us together and helps maintain social order. By definition, or at least the definition of social scientists, gossip is any talk about someone who isn't present. It's usually about something we can make a moral judgment about, meaning that you tend to approve of the information or disapprove. It's entertaining, meaning that it doesn't feel like work to do it, and you tend to want to share or hear the information. So the data show that nearly everyone in the study gossiped. About 34 individuals out of 467 did not gossip. So almost everyone gossiped. Most gossip was coded as neither positive nor negative. That was going to be my question. The majority of gossip recorded in the study, 75% was neutral. Women engaged in more more neutral gossip than men, but the amount of negative and positive gossip shared among men and among women was fairly consistent. So basically, women talk more about neutral gossip because we just talk about everything. So men talk less, but it seems like men talk more negatively. I could see that. Women engaged in more neutral gossip than men, but the amount of negative and positive gossip shared among men and among women was fairly consistent. And overall, people who were more extroverted tended to gossip more than those who were more introverted, which also makes sense, obviously. What does the word gossip mean to you? Because to me, it certainly has a negative connotation. It hasn't. For me, it has a negative connotation. But according to these stats, it's saying just talking about somebody when they're not in the room. But so here's my thing. So if... um. I go to dinner with with one of my friends and then I talk to you and I'm like, oh my God, like Susie was so drunk. Like, it's fine. Like, but she was so drunk. I had to like apologize to the waiter. Mm. That's not gossip. That's literally me telling you what happened. I'm not saying Susie is so annoying. I don't know why I'm friends with her. She's fat. She put on so much yeah. weight since she had a baby. Like, that's mean, nasty gossip. Which first of all, Casey's never said to me and would I would never, never say, say that. Me. I don't even have a friend named Susie, but I would never call it like, I, it's just like, I think that is gossip. That's what do you think? I agree, but I don't know if that's the way that this study is saying it and like the yeah. way that the world might look at it. But I, I agree with you. Um, like I think there's so, a like reporting on what happened and then there's like gossiping about it, I guess. But here's the thing I think a lot of times women report on what happened with like a and then somebody flare else of the dramatics in it takes it and runs with Mm -hmm. it and it gets back to the person that they were talking crap yeah that's what i think happens a lot of times yeah more often than not 
because I think that whoever is receiving the information thinks it's theirs to tell. And I strongly believe it's not yours to tell. I just know how S-H-I-T-T-Y it (laughs) feels to get information back to you that somebody said something or other like about you that like I never want to make somebody feel that way. And I try really hard to fall under the category of like, if I don't feel comfortable saying it to that person in their face, then I'm not going to say it to somebody else. What have and what that, has happened to you? That, what have you heard? No, I think that that I mean that goes in for like somebody else is saying it. Like, oh, like I, I don't even know if I could pinpoint a situation right now, but just like, oh, like so and so is really like not happy that we decided to go to this restaurant instead of the other restaurant. And be like, oh, okay, well, like you know, we can go there next time, or I'm not going to be like, well, why? Like, is it because she can't afford it? Like, what the hell? Or or like, you know, I'm not, I, I just like wouldn't. That's just not where my brain would go like if I was in my early 20s I'm sure we used to say stuff like that about each other of like oh why because that guy that she likes doesn't bartend there and like we only have to go where places where she's gonna get hit on like of course that's like the stuff that is like part of it but so do you think it's gossip if you're like oh my god Susie has a new boyfriend like he's such a loser like I know six girls he slept with like he's so rude he did this 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 and this yeah I think if you're not willing to say that to Susie then absolutely yeah I think if you're, it's like you're saying it to me because you've said it to Susie twice and she doesn't listen and she just keeps going out with this guy and it's making you right. like frustrated and upset as her friend and you need to vent to me about it. That's like acceptable gossip in my mind. So there are 10 reasons why people gossip. Um, one is that people crave a sense of intimacy. Okay. So I think that a lot of people will share that information to like get closer to someone else. Yes. Like how many times has someone come up to you and been like, oh my God, like my mother-in-law this, or oh my God, my brother-in-law this, mm-hmm. or oh my God, like uh, my husband's cousin did this, or like my sister's friends. Like you do that to try to like, maybe it's like sympathy. Yeah. Like or maybe the, it's I like think, you want them to be like, oh wow. I think sometimes what happens here and I try to be careful of is like, I don't have like years worth of knowledge about the people that I'm meeting all the time. So when someone I'm like, Oh yeah, I met, you know, Bob and Susie the other day. Right. And someone's like, Oh yeah. Do you like know about Bob? And I'm like, well, what? And they're like, Oh, he like cheats on her all the time. And it's like, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate to hear. Yeah. And so you kind of, but like, like, I don't know that firsthand. I'm not going to go run. But and there is that something and... subconscious, but there's something subconscious that you're like, okay, maybe like, I don't want to hang out with them as much. But I, to your point, like I do see that as that person's effort to try to, to like get closer or to try to be more intimate or to try to further along the conversation a little bit more by like providing more insight into a situation like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The uh, the second reason is people are insecure, but the third reason kind of goes with goes with that that people need reassurance. So here's a big one that I think happens. Yeah, you're in a friend group, and Lauren just for some reason is always mean to Susie. Like picks on her. Like like Susie says something, and she's like, "That's not funny." So like Susie's gonna go to you and be like, "Lauren, like Susie's gonna try to rally troops." whether Susie realizes it, or, realizes it or not. She wants her story out there and she wants everybody to be on her side mm-hmm. if Lauren s- starts a tussle, I think. Yeah. Poor Lauren, poor Susie. They're just getting a bad rap. Number four, people are lonely and bored with their lives. Fair. Five, people are trying to spread information like Susie was doing about mm-hmm. Lauren. 
people are afraid to work on themselves. Oh, 100%. Instead of questioning their own actions, people rely on gossip. the number one reason for gossip. Yep. Um, We validate our own opinions when the other gossiper agrees. Mm, Yeah, I get what they're trying to say. I want to go back to – what was the one you just said? There was something about, like, entertaining. People are lonely and bored with their lives. Yes, okay. So I love Uh gossip about people that I don't even know. But yes, that's why you watch that stupid show. Bravo is the the Vanderpump show. My holy grail. I, I just like reality TV. Uh, not even that. Like, I want to hear gossip about your third cousin, twice removes neighbor, and his wife in the nastiest divorce. I want to hear <laughs> all of the details because I've never met them and I'm never going to meet them. But like, I want to <laughs> gasp at the pictures that she sent to his boss to get him in trouble for stuff that went down in their marriage like that. And there actually is, I want to do a plug right now. There is a podcast called normal gossip. And like, that's Uh what the whole premise of this podcast is, is that like people send in their submissions of their normal gossip in their life. And like a a lot of them are like neighborhood parties that like someone took the vegan burgers and threw them out because they thought it was so stupid. And it like became a whole thing. And it was like, (laughs) an investigation throughout the neighborhood at who threw the vegan burgers in the trash at this July 4th party. Oh, I would do that. And it was just so funny. And like, that's the if kind I of stuff drinking, I If I was drinking, I would do that. That, yeah. That's, I forget who it ended up being, but that's the kind of stuff that I love. Ooh, listen to this one. Number seven, gossip is a survival instinct. Gossiping is in our genes as a survival instinct. It helps individuals gather information about potential threats and allies within their social groups. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. That's deep. But like, how often do you like float stuff? Like, regardless, if it's like a thought or an idea or something that you're into, like you float it to take everyone's temperature. I have something on this. Okay. Okay. So there are friends of mine that are, I hate to use this word, but it's true, flakier than others. Casey McDonald, husband. (laughs) Fair, but I wasn't talking about you. But- I it is helpful for me to have learned from some of the other friends. Oh yeah, she like never shows up, or she won't be she's there. Yeah, canceled multiple times. Yeah, for a few reasons. One, for me to not take it so personally when it happens to right. me, and for two, just to kind of like know that that could be what I'm in for in terms of like planning for other things. So yeah. that things like that, yeah, like could that be negative gossip? Sure, but like I would be willing to share that with another person and be like, just so you know, she's like, she says she's coming, but I, I don't know that she is. But I will do that in a sense. Like we were all in Napa and all the girls were going to get breakfast and we were all in a group chat and they were going to get breakfast. And I was like, listen, like I'm doing podcast stuff. I want to do my makeup. I wash my hair. I want to dry it. Like go ahead without me. Like I have gotten good at realizing my shortcoming is being on time. Mm-hmm. So I will text the group and be like, please don't wait for me yeah. because you will be waiting. Like I will meet you there. Yeah. And that's maybe how I try to like cover that. But okay, three more. Number eight, people struggle with identity. It's driven by identity crisis. Hmm. Um, they want to gain a sense of superiority or validation. Yeah, again, I think that falls under deflection. Yep. People are jealous and people want to fit in. Yeah. It, it emerges from the fight to fit in and it allows individuals to establish or reinforce social connections within a group. Yeah, that's kind of like the one that was previous about like getting becoming more intimate with somebody by sharing okay, details. Okay, so go back to like the guy that cheats. Bob. Oh, Bob Bob cheats on Susie. <laughs> yes. So so you're like 
I don't want my husband hanging out with Bob. Like, oh, Bob's doing a boys night. Yeah, right. Fat chance. You know, it trickles into that too. Yeah, I think I think gossip is just one of those words that it has different connotations and it can be taken very different ways because I think some of it is healthy, some of it is necessary, some of it is Mm. protective, some of it is entertaining, some of it is all these things, but it can be very negative. And my largest point to this whole conversation is to say if you find yourself in a group of friends that are gossiping in a way that you don't like and you don't think is right for you and is harming your view of yourself it's time to it's time to get out yeah if you're feeling like you're on the real housewives with no cameras <laughs> you're just like okay yeah with no cameras and you're no, not and no a paycheck, paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no uh clothing deals yeah 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 it's time to go time to pack it up and find some more friends um <laughs> All right. What do we got next here? I think we have some listener questions that we wanted to get to. Um, Oh, actually, we'll get to them in our final five minutes. But first, I wanted to talk about the importance of mom friendships, which we've kind of obviously been lacing through this entire thing. But they really do contribute to the well-being of mom and and kids. So if if you're kind of on the, you know, "Mm, I'd like to make more, but is it really worth it? Do I have any energy? Like, I really want you to. I really want you to get out and do it not discounting the challenges that come with it. So let's talk about that for a little bit in terms of the anxiety about putting yourself out there, the energy draining. And like we talked about earlier about how it being like blind dating. So, well, nobody wants to be rejected. Like nobody wants just hit the nail on the head to be told like, you can't sit with us. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It's scary. And I think for a lot of people, it brings you back to a really bad time in your life when you were in school and maybe you were rejected quite often and it's like you you don't even want to open yourself up to feeling those things again which is totally mm-hmm. valid but look at yourself in the mirror and say I've grown so much since that little girl this is like really deep and really emotional but like I, was that Sienna that just screamed <laughs> that's Asher it's Asher in the background um you know say to yourself I've grown so much since that little girl I have full of life experiences now. I am much more comfortable in my skin than I was then. Even if it doesn't feel like it, I can almost guarantee you, you are more comfortable than you were as a child. Mm -hmm. And say, I have a lot to offer these people. I have a lot of happiness and a lot of intelligence and a lot of creativity. And I am a great mom. And I want to share with my child the importance of making friends. Because think of, you know, so much of being a parent is that emulation and what you show to your kids is going to transfer through to them. And if you can put yourself out there and if you can be vulnerable and you are modeling these good relationships and friendships, then it's going to be so much easier for your child when it comes time. And like, don't you want that for them? Here's something that's kind of an interesting parallel. So when I worked specifically in Boston, I had the best group of coworkers. Like I could, I met I some s- of that. They were like my group at your wedding. <laughs> I remember I became so close Emerson, with all of them. Yeah. I love Emerson them. and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. And like Emerson is so fun. He's awesome. His wife, Meg is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel, Courtney, Jemima, like I had the best group of friends and like, I, I sounded like a sailor at work. I was like, Oh, F this, F that, you know, but that's like my outlet. Like it's, I think it's because like on a podcast, on television, like you can't curse, you have to be so buttoned up. So when I'm not on TV, like 
and and I struggle with it because I want so badly to be like the sophisticated lady where everyone's like, oh my God, Casey's so sophisticated and she's so buttoned up and like she should be like a country club wife, but like I'm really not in real life. Um, and Eric even says it to me sometimes. He's like, mommies don't curse. When Casey doesn't like, look okay. like this, her hair is in a wild bun. She's wearing Eric's clothes and she's like slurping on something weird around the house. <laughs> At least my shoes are off. Just to, just to give uh, everyone a little that's true. picture of A little the visual scenes. behind the scenes. But what people don't realize is you spend a majority of time, when you're working a, a nine to five, a full-time job, you spend a majority of your life, not with your significant other, not with your family, not with your friends, with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. So during that time, and if you work in, if you're lucky enough to work in a, in a vibrant, yeah. non-toxic work environment- yeah. That is an outlet for you. And that's like a place where you can really be yourself a lot of times for a lot of people. So what I think is, imagine you don't work anymore. You're at home with your kids all day. You're being a mom. Yes. You're being a supportive spouse. You need that outlet. And and I don't realize that a lot of times, but, I, but I'm... I'm realizing it. I'm realizing things like one of the one of one of the Kardashians said that she's like, I'm just honestly like realizing things. So I am realizing things in that you do need those mom friends where it's like a safe space to just be yourself, convey your gripes, and and I don't think you should ever complain about your spouse. I don't think that's right on so many levels. Um, but I think that there are things where you could be like, oh my God, like his socks are never in the laundry. Like they're always on the floor outside <laughs> of the laundry. There are 62 empty water bottles next to the bed. Like stuff like that is fine. But I think it's just finding like-minded people that go through the same things as you every single day yeah. and who can validate. And that's where it is too. Like to your point, like even if you are a working mom and you're in a great environment and you love your coworkers, mm-hmm. but they're in their twenties or in their sixties or mm-hmm. they're in different phases of their life than you. It's still just really important. They're not going to remember your kid's name yeah. or how old they are. Yeah. Like, they're or, just or they're not, just not going to be able to sympathize with you that your toddler threw a fork full of pasta across the room last night and like how to get that to stop happening. You know, I mean, maybe the six year old would be like, Oh yeah, I remember when, you know, my kids did that, but it's yeah. just different when there's like somebody literally how many times we hear this term in the trenches with you. Yes. Did you find that once you became a mom, you started to like understand ages of other children? Because like before- Oh, no, a like little less. I wasn't a mom- Mark and I still look at each other and like, how old is that? And I'm like, I don't know, five, four. It's also so confusing because Sienna's so tall. Sienna's Did, You so liked tall. my meme the other day. Yes. You liked my meme and my friend Olivia Harlan Decker, who's another TV mom, and she married- an Amazon, like we married Amazon mm-hmm. men that are just so tall and, and she's tall too, like you and her son is tall. And it's like the rule of law in the world is that if someone sees your child and your child is tall, they have to tell you that your child is tall and you have to agree. Yes, my child is yeah. tall. And then you both have to stare yes. at said, chi- said tall child for one minute and then go about your way. Yes. Like, well, that's always funny when they're like, oh gosh, she's really tall. Like, how old is she? And like, she's three. They're like, oh, she's really tall. And then like most times I just like turn behind me and point at Mark and they're like, oh, that is yes. my great. Yeah. <laughs> when, when my husband is carrying my son, can we use some context clues? <laughs> yeah. Can you look at the gigantor behind me as I'm like my five, four self is like waddling along. Uh-huh. But like, it's so that's funny. Not like, so Asher just turned one and I think he's tiny. Like I have tiny kids They're They were both just over six pounds when they were born. They never got rolls. I, I've never had like doughboy children. They're very skinny. Jack never did either, but I will say, but he's like uh, stocky. He, he was formula fat. We look at pictures of him before we switched him from formula to whole milk. And I don't know if people do. His head was like a bowling ball. Like yeah. It was like a big, it was huge. Yeah. He looked like a blockhead. But I say all of this because we were with my stepsister the other day who has a, um, her baby is six months older than Asher. And mm-hmm. Asher oh. is taller. 
<laughs> so I'm like, oh, I thought he was like really little, but I guess not. But no. you know, that other baby is really solid. Um, okay. We just ordered Jack five T pajamas from Hannah Anderson. Five T. But they're they're 100 cotton, so they will shrink. And I don't like to really like break his arm. Putting, I'd rather put him in like a yeah. slightly bigger size. Yeah, I actually don't understand about than, that about children's. Um, they can't like be a, near a flame or something, so they always want them to be like very tight to the child's leg. But then you can't actually get the foot. I don't burn. Through I don't burn candles anymore because they make you dead. So yeah. I don't burn oh, them anymore. Gosh, okay. I before 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 you even have any time to get on that topic, let's get to the questions. <laughs> uh, one question from a listener says, "I think the U.S. in the U.S. we are disconnected." from mom i can't read i think in the u.s we are disconnected <laughs> from each other our communities more than ever before <laughs> can you discuss ways to go about meeting mom friends are facebook groups a good way to go okay my experience with the facebook groups are serial killers hot mess to be honest you always see the memes of people saying like facebook group moms like belittle and degrade you sometimes yeah yeah there, it's a whole community in itself. That's also a whole episode in itself. We really should have an episode of just like throwing up like the the funniest, weirdest things that people post in there. The amount of people that post in these Facebook groups about their cheating husbands and what to do is insane. And what do they tell you? But to it do? also makes me so sad because I'm like, this person really has no one that her they have no support. That her for first sure. inclination was to go to a Facebook group amongst strangers and say like how do I handle this situation or like people that are legitimately like I need a lawyer like I just found out he's cheating I want to get my me and my child out of this house I need a lawyer what are my rights what can I do like it's really sad but then there do you know what else is hard on Facebook when you see moms that constantly post when their kids are sick yeah like every time they have like a sniffle or like, I feel like it's like Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Like that whole Gypsy Rose thing, which I didn't follow. I don't, I like missed all of that. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing with Facebook is just try to niche down as hard as you can. So if it's like, you know, you're, if you live in California, California moms, that's good for like informative prop purposes. Like you go in there and you can like search things that you, you, you want to know about for, for momming purposes. But like, is it Southern California moms? Is it San Diego moms? Right. Is it? Oh yeah. Like beach a state like moms. California or Florida is miserable. Yeah, it's like, huge. But, or but Texas. just get it's to like, like beach moms or, you know, boy moms, like try to niche yeah. down and see if you can find people in like there. Like and, and for the, at the very least, Find out where the find out go on these groups and find out where the good things are to do for kids. That's well, we were also joking about music class, but music class is a great place to meet. Jack and I went at like the end of a session, yeah. like the winter session. So like the spring session is starting. So like that's yes. a great place to find out. And that's where like if you're again, you're feeling a little apprehensive, you don't want to start doing putting yourself out there just yet, just go on these these Facebook groups and search and say, like search like toddler classes and you'll probably come up with yeah. all these posts that people have already asked the same question before. Also just local parks. Just go to the park. You'll get a good day out of it because you'll get to spend some time with your kid in the sunshine. And maybe if there's other mom friends that are there or other moms that are there that you can kind of start. Let your kids do the intro. Kids are like dogs. Let your dogs go over and sniff each other. (laughs) And then you just make an intro from there. Another way might be um, like your township Facebook page. Yeah. Or like your city hall. Yeah. You can call them and be like, hey, do you have any like mommy and me classes yeah, and even or, if or anything like even that. just family events even if or like a, com- mm-hmm. a community event if it's not Picnics, kid church focused events. Yeah, yeah you know they have things where like food yeah. trucks come in or something and just like 
Okay, you you and your husband can scout out a couple together and say they look they would be Just like they would be fun. Look, I found they're... some. I found some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this might be a good question for you, Case. How do you go about making friends who share similar views and values? I'm open to diverse conversations and can handle differing opinions, but there are certain areas where I find it challenging to connect. My perspectives te- tend to lean in the direction that isn't always the mainstream. And I sometimes feel judged and pigeonholed. I'm curious to hear your experiences and tips on finding friends with similar values. Um, I think Gianna and I are definitely examples of this. Yeah. For me, and maybe this is like not being your authentic self or not being true to your values, but like know your audience. Like if you really care about someone, I think like don't talk about certain things that are going to trigger each other. I think there's always room for a healthy dialogue as long as like Gianna said, you're both mature adults with emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence who like can leave everything there and then walk away and then be friends. Like, I I think that, I think that's a big part of it, but meeting people. Okay. So if you are very religious, going to church, Mm -hmm. seeing what church events they have, if there's a church picnic or something, picnic or something like that, that's a great idea. Um, in terms of like, I'm trying to think in terms of like hobbies or if this is more so geared towards like political affiliation. I could think of like people, you know, like hunting or fishing or something like, you know, my family is very, we love to go hunting every weekend. It's hard for me to make friends because we never are around because we're always up at our other other house or in the woods (laughs) and in our RV, like whatever the situation is, then yeah, I mean, okay, well then maybe you go to your local, I don't know if Cabela's is a thing down here, but that's like a hunting store back where we were from in, right. in Pennsylvania. Like see if they have any events that you can go to. Like again, right. I think everything can go back to just like niching down. So if it's niching down to your area or niching down to your values in life, start yeah. going into those areas and seeing where and are their opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are definitely clubs that you can join and maybe that's like calling your city hall or your town hall. Like Eric and I are taking shooting lessons. Like if that's something you're into, like you're probably going to make friends at the range. If that's, if that's something that you're into, or that's like the type of people you want to meet. Um, But I want to, I would just like, there are community events. There are community bulletin bulletin boards. I just want to close this out by saying, I hope that everybody listening knows that you do have two friends in me and Casey. (laughs) We are happy that you're here. We're always open to your questions and your comments at motheruppod on Instagram. Thanks for listening. And uh, we love (laughs) you. See ya. Thanks for listening to Mother Up. We have new episodes every Monday. In the meantime, follow us on social by searching at motheruppod. Got a topic you want us to cover? A story you want us to share? Give us a shout on our website, www.motheruppod.com. Production support for today's episode provided by Katie Anderson, also a mom, of HomeAway Studios. I'm Gianna Demedio-Simon. And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer. Have a great week, and remember, whenever you're feeling down, mother up.